It is episode 26 of the Fest podcast available. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. And it's the final one before the Memorial Day weekend, week 10 of being in quarantine. We put out 26 episodes, Gribbs. Gribbs, we told the people upstairs we were only going to do like 30 the entire year. And that counted training camp and the uh, draft BPA. We've exceeded expectations. Oh, yeah. We we have taken it to another level. And I, I think it's, it's, it's amazing, though. I think this... This the Zoom situation. It opens up your schedule a little more. We've been able to tape at all different hours. I mean, it's it's coming coming handy when churning out podcasts. That you're able to do more when you're in this situation, I think, than you can when you're in the office. Yes, yes. Although I, I am ready to uh, I am ready to go back to the office. I believe you are as well. Yeah, I am. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see when that happens uh, with yeah. our. Uh, someone's got to watch my kids so we'll, we'll see how long that we'll see uh, see how long that lasts i gotcha i understand all right coming up on the program today sioni taki taki brown's linebacker gonna be in the mix a lot expected from year one to year two our own andrew gribble had a chance to sit down with him earlier in the program earlier in the day to tape and we're looking forward to that uh and gribs a guy a lot is expected of here in 2020, uh, not just from a defensive standpoint, but one would think on special teams as well. Yeah, you know, he he was – I thought he was pretty good on special teams last year. And I, I think it's weird. There's a couple things with Taki Taki. First off, you remember he was like – he came out like a, a bat out of hell at the start of training camp and was just making huge hits. He was ruffling some feathers. But even – but then he got injured. And that was a pretty significant injury. He missed basically most of the preseason after that. And then – Secondly, even if he was healthy, I don't know if he was going to be in line for playing all that much because he was backing up Joe Schobert, and Joe Schobert stayed healthy, whereas Mac Wilson was backing up Christian Kirksey, and then Kirksey gets hurt. So Mac Wilson got the opportunity uh, at a position he knew well, whereas Taki Taki had to kind of fight for some snaps here and there uh, when they came about, uh, whether it be on special teams or kind of spelling Schobert or when they used three linebackers, which wasn't all that often. So uh, I, I almost think he gets a bad rap for his first season uh, just because he wasn't able to play as much as Mac Wilson was. So I, I, I do think he's very much in the mix this season. All right. Looking forward to that interview coming up here in just a few moments. But the latest news and notes, uh, the Browns preseason schedule is officially out. Gribbs, uh, a much different schedule than we've seen in the past. One national TV game in, in uh, week three against the Vikings at home. But uh, Saturday afternoons, I hope you like that, and I hope you have those free, Browns fans, because that's when you're going to be playing the preseason football games. Yeah, I I, I like this, and I I don't know when the NFL decided to embrace daytime during the preseason. I think it's great. I mean, I I don't know why we were operating under a a situation where all these games were crammed at night. I I, I think it makes a lot of sense. So uh, I was thrilled to see – we had one last year with the Colts, if I, if I'm, that was a four o'clock kick, but otherwise I think they were all night games last year. Uh, but these have slowly crept into being normal. Now, now you're dealing with a, a 1 PM kick to start the preseason noon local uh, in Chicago. I think it's great. It, it feels more like the regular season. Like I think it gets you in more of a routine that you'll, that will be more similar to the preseason. And for someone who's traveled for these preseason games for the last five years, I mean, nothing drains you more than a, a road trip where you're playing a night game. And it's just like when it's the preseason, it's like, what's the point? Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? 
for a preseason game. Let's let's make this more like the regular season, and let's get you in and out of, the, of your location in a shorter amount of time. I think it's great. I think it will be interesting with that dress rehearsal game being on Sunday and yeah. then to have to turn around and play on Thursday. And I guess one would have to think that we will definitely not see a lot of the starters in that fourth preseason game with such a quick turnaround. Zero. I mean, I, I just, I mean, that's the way it's been the last couple of years. And it's, it's hard to even find guys that are playing in that game who end up making the team. I mean, it, that's, you, you obviously play some people, because you got to fill out the roster, but this—that's—that's that's the showcase game for guys that are that are hoping to get some some good football on tape and potentially move on to their next location or 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 fight for for practice squad spots. Yeah, it uh, it will be interesting to see. You know, their first two road games, uh, first two games of the preseason on the road at Chicago, and then at Green Bay, and then uh, you come home from Minnesota, and there's that Tampa Bay game, but. Good news. It's hey, they got to travel for us now. Yeah, exactly. Time. And, and as you, you'd be excited for Tampa for all the obvious reasons, except all the obvious reasons aren't going to be playing in that game. What are the biggest odds of Tom Brady playing in that last game? <laughs> like, uh, could you bet a dollar and win a billion to, to make that happen? Because he ain't playing. No, no, not at all. Uh, it will be an interesting week four of the preseason, but at least it's at home and not on the road. But I do think maybe do we get the national buzz of Tampa Bay coming over? Like, because that they are, they're the it team this year. Does that, does that even work in the preseason or will, will we feel that when, when they're in town? It's a great question. I, at that point, and I think I speak for both of us when we're, when we say we get done with that third preseason game and we just go, Okay, let's just fast forward to uh, to the cut down day, and then let's play some real football. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at. Uh, J.C. Treader spent some time with the Cleveland media this week as the uh, off season wor- virtual workouts continue, and spoke for twenty minutes. Had a lot to say uh, about a lot of different things, and not just as the Brown Center, but as the uh, president of the <laughs> of the players union. Uh, your takeaways from J.C. Treader in his meeting with the media the other day. I mean, listen, I think the, the key thing is you and I have gotten to know J.C. now for the last couple of years, and we know how smart of a guy this is. I mean, this is a brilliant guy playing that just happens to, to play football. And I think when, it, when he talks, it's clear why he is now in this role with the NFLPA. Uh, he has a lot to offer. And I think he, that was the theme to me where he's, he's working on learning a new playbook, but he's also looking out for what's best for these players uh, and taking his new role very seriously. Uh, I thought he did a great job of kind of uh, not really taking a side, but informing everyone before that major vote uh, that seems to be lost to history because it happened right before uh, the, the quarantine went into effect, but the passing the, I mean, passing the the CBA at that point in time, had that not passed, I mean, think of all the uncertainty that, that's hanging over the league right now with just the schedule. I mean, that, that would be another wrinkle uh, added to the equation right now that, that doesn't have to deal with. So I think it's, it's it, the NFL is in good, the, the players association is in good hands with JC Treader. That's my takeaway on that. Cause I think he's taking the job seriously. Uh, he, he just, it, it just shows he's applying himself so much more because he has a lot to offer. And I think that he was the right guy for the job. And, and uh, again, they're in good hands. And I, I think when he was talking about all the, the, the stuff that 
I, I think he was rightly bringing up all the stuff involving players and getting back in buildings because I think, you know, a lot of the focus is on these games happening and, and fans and everything like that. But, you know, the players want to be have, have a be thought of as well. And I think that's that's fair. And I, I think it, it's great to hear from from his perspective as well. Yeah. No, I, I think the uh, one of the biggest non-union, non-coronavirus takeaways from mm. is 20 minutes with the with the media. He is a big, big fan of Jack Conklin. Yeah, and and it, and he's 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 taken on that mentorship role maybe more so than he was than he could in the past. And I think that what he has in in these two new rookies and Jedrick Wills and Nick Harris, they're willing learners. And I think they want to help out as best as possible. And I think the mental aspect of all this is so much more important than maybe it has been uh, in years past because of the situation. And also, you know, JC just signed his contract extension. He, this is, he's, a, he's an established NFL veteran. When he came here uh, three years ago, he, was, he signed a good contract, but he was also trying to prove himself. I think he had, he had come off some, some injury-plagued seasons in Green Bay. You know, now he's established. This is a guy that's made his, his, his earning in the NFL – and I think there's a, a, a layer of being comfortable with where he's at and being able to help these guys even more. Yeah, and there's a lot to be determined. And he said it himself, there's no point in making decisions on what's going to happen with the 2020 league right now. There's still plenty of time. We are in May. It, it's coming quickly, but there's still a lot of things to be figured out and some things that could make life a little bit easier for everyone in terms yeah. of football coming back in 2020. Yeah, I think again, as he said, he's going by a two week at a time approach, and I think that's the that's that's advice that could be applied to all walks of life, not just in the NFL right now. Yeah, no question about it. All right, time to hear from our linebacker Sione Takitaki. Had a chance to sit down with Andrew Gribble. We appreciate him taking the time to do that in amongst his virtual workouts and virtual off season meetings. Have a watch and have a listen. All right, we're joined here by Browns linebacker Sione Takitaki. And uh, Sione, how is uh, how's life been for you these last couple months going through the offseason program uh, without seeing any of your teammates uh, in person? Yeah, it's been crazy uh, just because I know that we, you know, should be back in Cleveland right now. But um, just I feel like this time has just been weird for, for everybody. You know, the whole world has been affected by this. Um, but it's been good, you know, also just spending extra time with my wife and my family. Uh, getting to see them for a little extra time before we, um, you know, jet back to Cleveland. So it's been good and, and bad. Yeah, it's a, run me through your kind of daily routine. Has this started to feel normal, though, now with, with the way with meetings and, and everything like that? Yeah, it's it's, it's gotten normal. I, I, I wake up, uh, my workouts, I'm in Utah right now, so I'm two hours from, uh, I'm on West Coast time. But anyways, uh, I wake up probably 7, work out from like 7 to 10.30. Then I get home and kind of review, you know, all the stuff that the coaches kind of, you know, installed for the day. Uh, watch over that until 1230 until meetings. Um, usually it's kind of fresh on my mind. And then, um, you know, go over it with Coach uh, Tarver, Coach Bloom, Bravo. And then um, also, you know, all the other linebackers. It's been good to, to, to um, talk to them over Zoom and hang out. Have, have you learned something about yourself and the way you learn because you've been challenged this way? Yeah, I feel like I learned better this way, you know. I feel like uh, them doing the videos, I was able to pick it up quicker just because I'm one-on-one in a room, nice and quiet. Um, you know, you kind of just lock, your, you know, lock yourself out and kind of just jot down all the notes. And I feel like, you know, um, even though I had a year, you know, to, to learn all this stuff, I definitely feel like this, 
this way of my learning is definitely benefiting me. And what's the camaraderie been like in these Zoom meetings? How, is it, how, how do you guys joke around with each other, or how does that how does that work? Yeah, it, it, it's fun. We got Coach Tarver. He, he's a cool, uh, relaxed guy. You know, definitely throwing jokes out there. And then we got Mac and uh, and Willie in the room too, who are really funny guys who always keep the room all nice and calm. But it, it's been good, man. We all been you know, busting jokes, talk, chopping it up with each other, but definitely getting after the playbook part, you know what I mean, and making sure just over this last, you know, month or two that we've been doing these Zoom meetings, just everybody's been, you know, on, you know, doing well, picking up everything um, that the coach is teaching, and it's been good. Now, I know that when, when you're getting drafted and, and going through that process, everyone talks about how that that time period is like the craziest few months. It's kind of nonstop. And then you really get to rest in your first off season uh, after your rookie year. What's, what's that been like and how has that been different? Uh, compare yourself this year to, to what you were feeling at this time last year. Yeah, just, and I feel, I feel more prepared. I don't know if that sounds, not, not that I wasn't prepared last year, but just going in this year mindset wise and, and uh, X's and O's and, and, and the little things that I needed to work on, you know what I mean? Just, um, you know, I feel like this year, this offseason, I can definitely just tune into those things and, and um, you know, tune up all the stuff that I needed to work on personally and, and on the field, off the field, whatever it was. Um, from last year, you know, you know, last year I was preparing combine stuff, you know, 40 and doing all that stuff, preparing a lot of time in that. Uh, from this year, just specifically football uh, drills and whatnot. And, um, yeah, you know. How different is that preparation? I mean, because obviously you're trying to get yourself in the best shape of your life at this time last year. I mean, what? How how different are those things that you're doing? Yeah, it's it's real different just because you know, like I said, you're kind of working out for you know to test to do you know certain drills, certain number um, at the combine. You know, you're, you're spending a lot of time working on on your forty yard dash. You know, interview process with teams and stuff. You're kind of focusing your time on that coming in as a rookie. Uh, from from this year, you know, you focus on um, all the stuff that you needed to, that you know you need to work on going into year two, knowing that okay, you know, I need to get this stuff better, um, you know. And, and one thing for me, you know, was just X's X's and O's, you know, alignment assignments, little things like that. I was able to pick up the defense so quickly, just because I had a year under my belt, just to learn from, you know, even Coach Holcomb, all the old old coaches, and then carrying on to you know Coach Tarvin, those guys. It's it's been a night and day. How different is that linebacker room right now without Schobert and, and Kirksey? What what's the the how 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 does it feel and what's how, how is it taking on its own identity right now? Yeah, I feel like you know, we're we're still all meshing. You know, it's a it's a, a different kind of feel. You know, with Kirko and Schobert, those guys are are two you know guys that have been playing. You know, vets um, established themselves well in the, in, in the league and. And uh, we're able to lean on those guys, you know, just because they're the older guys in the room has been through it, you know, asking a ton of questions. I feel like this year, you know, we got BJ who's been playing, you know, uh, five or six years in the league. And, and he's kind of been that, you know, uh, vet in the room, you know, kind of just direct us what he thinks and whatnot. But I feel like, you know, uh, me, Mac, and the rest of the guys who got, who got a year in the bell also, you know, could kind of step up to the plate and kind of run the room. Or you know, and and all the other other guys, you know, we got Jacob and um, you know the other rookie that came in who are, who are who are picking up the defense. And I feel like as time goes on, I feel like we'll we'll definitely mesh you know more and figure each other out, you know. But it's kind of weird, you know, to kind of you know fill it through Zoom meetings, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like 
get back to the building, you know, we'll definitely, you know, buy more than what, you know, we've been given. What, what kind of confidence does it say that the, the organization is, is going with you young guys in that room? And does that kind of uh, boost your confidence about, about heading into this year that they, they, they feel good with you guys right now? Yeah, I feel like you always got to have the confidence on your shoulder to play at, at a high level like this. So I'm confident in all the guys in the room, man, myself and uh, Mac, Willie, you know, BJ, you know, Jacob, all the other guys that's, that's in the room. Um, that we can go and, and and make a splash. I feel like we got a lot to prove. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are counting us out, but we like that. You know, we like the chip on the shoulder. We're gonna continue to keep our head down, continue to work, uh, continue to get better in the Zoom meetings, and uh, keep attacking this off season until they tell us it's time. You know. Yeah, you mentioned the part about being counted out. How much has that stuff kind of penetrated your guys's group? Like, is and then how much is that driving you guys? I feel like not 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 too much. You know, you you tend to not pay attention to that stuff. You know, I, I I feel like I've always been underdog my whole story. So that alone, you know, I just carry that, you know, with everything I do. But, um, you know, I, I definitely don't focus in all, on uh, all the negative stuff, though. You know what I mean? How how much how, – how different is this defense for you compared to last year? Is it like learning a brand-new defense, or is it kind of similar in what you're uh, – it's, Yeah, it's real similar, just different verbiage. Um, you know, once you pick up a scheme in the, in the NFL um, – you know, a, a, a defense, it's easy for, I feel like, just going into this year, it's so it's so easy to pick up, you know, the next defense because it's all the same, alignments, assignments, drops, you know, final three, final two. It's just all different verbiage. Um, but once you get the verbiage down and continue to go over the play calls and, what, and, and where you align, where your threats are, where your, you know, issues are in the defense, you'll be totally fine. What do you like most about what you've seen so far? Um, I feel like uh, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a simple defense that uh you know obviously you got to know where you line you got to know where your threats are but once you figure that out you can fly around and make plays uh, play fast out there and I feel like there's a lot of guys that got a lot you know just in the linebacker room there's a lot of talent that uh, we can make plays. And then when you were able to get on the field last year, mostly in the second half of the season, how valuable were those snaps toward what you're looking forward to this year? Yeah, extremely valuable. You know, you want to get out there and, and feel the game time experience. I feel like, you know, like you said, I started playing more towards, you know, the second half of the season because I, I, I started to get, you know, I wouldn't say comfortable, but, you know, I started to, um, you know, fill it out and, and um, started to become, you know, football, you know, what I've been playing. But, um, yeah, extremely important. You know, now I can build on that, what I, what I learned last year, you know, go, ending the season, going into this season and, you know, make a bang. How much fun do you have on special teams last year? Tons of fun, man. Special teams, man. Don't sleep on special teams. Special teams <laughs> is an important thing for, you know, for, for a team, for an organization. You know, you definitely, you know, you get those plays out there. You got to go out there and make, you know, make, make a play here and there, wherever it is. Kick off, kick return. Um, go out there and do your part. What, what's been the bond like between you and Mac? I mean, you guys have been in the same draft class, your roommates and everything like that. What What's that bond been like, and how has that helped you through your first year in the NFL? Yeah, I feel like, uh, like you said, we can't, we're coming in as linebackers together, and that, and that class has definitely, you know, um, brought that bond together because, you know, we, we came in together. But uh, I feel like just over the year, you know, we were roommates, you know, during training camp and roommates during the season. Uh, and we actually lived by each other, so, you know, just – Growing that relationship off the field and on the field has been has been great for my dude. Um, 
yeah, and to see him see him ball out last year, you know what I mean? He definitely grew a lot. Um, and he, he's going to have a big year too, you know, this year coming up. You know, be on the lookout for five one. How do you guys compliment each other when you're on the field? Like, what, what does he do well it, that he yeah, it, it, It's funny. Uh, yeah, we compliment each other. Our, our type, we talk a lot of, you know, we talk a lot of stuff to each other, man. That's kind of me and him, you know. Even though, you know, we have that bond, we always, you know, talking a lot of crap in the Zoom meetings. Uh, yeah, in the film room, wherever we can. But nah, I feel like him. He's 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 a he's a guy. He could do both. He could play the run. He could play the pass. And I feel like um, just having that year under his belt, he's he's gonna go into year two, you know, for a big one. I know you probably already talked to him a lot, but as someone who was a third round linebacker last year, you got Jacob Phillips in the room this year. What's the biggest piece of advice that you would you want to give that give him in, in this situation, and maybe? You that that the one that hit you the most when you were coming in the league in his position? Yeah, just I I I feel like Jacob is uh, far from where I was coming in. I feel like um, him him being able to pick up you know the the the, um, the defense pretty well has been good. You know, just being in the Zoom meetings, I would say that was that's the biggest one. If you can if you know where to align and you know your assignments and whatnot, football's football. You get out there and make plays, but you got to know what you you know you got to know what to do and. Um, That'd be my biggest advice to Jacob. You know what I mean, and 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 uh, he's been doing really well in Zoom meetings, picking everything up. So it's been good. And then you're you're a guy that clearly loves playing the game. Your excitement is pretty clear when you're out in the field. I mean, what what do you think about when you're when you're thinking about that first time you can actually get back out there? And 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 even though you're not going through it now, like this this long wait to to get back on the field. What what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's been it's it's been kind of kind of funny. You know, usually you. You don't wait this long until to to be around some football, but I, I you know I just let it build up. You know I I feel like even going into the season I got a lot to prove, so um, you know I can't wait to get back with the guys. You know being being around in the locker room and the bus rides, all that stuff is is exciting. I can't wait to get back there and help the team any way possible. And just overall, what what have you thought about the the moves on on defense and kind of the new faces in a lot of different different places and, and what you guys might be able to build beyond the linebacker room right now. Yeah, it's been it's been good. You know, the, the coaches that came in, I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of players that are coming back from last year. I feel like we could build on last year because we got a really extremely good, talented defense. And I feel like we're putting all the puzzles together, you know, with with hard work and, and uh, through these Zoom meetings. And I, and I know once we get back in the building, that will carry on. So, um you know, we get all those puzzles together, man. We we got we got something great. All right, Sony, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, for us, and then looking forward to seeing you back in the facility whenever we can, whenever we can get that done. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for letting me come on. Thanks again to Sione Taki Taki, Browns linebacker, for a few minutes of his time. Gribs uh, around the league. Adam Shine, NFL.com tries to predict the NFL's next great dynasty. So he's got nine teams that are eligible for this. At number nine, our own Cleveland Browns. And his, his comments of this, this is not a drill, people. Cleveland now has a bright general manager, a qualified coach, a quarterback entering year three as a starter and gobs of talent. It's the Browns' time to shine. The chip is back on Baker Mayfield's shoulder following a highly disappointing 2019 campaign with a loaded offensive cast around him and an upgraded Kevin Stefanski-led coaching staff in his ear. 
Mayfield should be poised for a major bounce back in 2020, and Cleveland has the youth to become a force for years to come. Nice to see, coming off a 6-10 and 10 season, that not everybody's burying the Cleveland Browns after last year. No, and I think it comes down to, you know, obviously there's a lot to prove here, but when you have the core pieces that the Browns have, and I think that's what uh, Andrew Barry has talked about a lot, what Kevin Stefanski's talked about a lot, there's obviously areas on this roster to issue. But when you have an elite pass rusher, a quarterback you believe can be elite, uh, and Baker Mayfield, who's still very young, and an elite corner in, the, in, in Denzel Ward, those are great players at the early parts of their career at, one of, at the most important positions on the field. And I think that alone puts you in good shape. So I think that, to me, again, lots to prove, but I think that's why you can qualify the Browns as a team that is set up potentially for long-term success, which I think is what he's going at in this article. All right, so I'm going to give you the other teams on his list. We will say yay or nay to Adam Shine and his predictions of the NFL's next great dynasty. The Tennessee Titans, yay or nay, Gribbs? Nay. Yes, agree. I just, I, I, just, I can't get behind Tannehill with your quarterback situation. That's, that's the one thing. And two, when your identity is tied to a running back and, and the power running and what he's able to do to control games, that's, again, Derrick Henry's great, but he's already been in the league a few years. You wonder how long that type of offense and that type of just – uh, ability to run people over how long that lasts and you you let Jack Conklin go is that offensive line gonna be as good next year I have questions I have questions about them this season let alone in the future yeah I, I, my whole thing with the Titans I, I look at them and I go were they one of those teams that just everything fell their way that last year I'm not saying they're totally lucky because they have a good coach and, and and I like some of the pieces that they have but I just wonder did everything go right this past season for them to make that AFC championship run? Yeah, I just – I wonder about just the core pieces. I think that's my my issue because they've they've hit on some draft picks the last couple of years. I think Jeffrey Simmons was a great pick for them, uh, helped them a lot down the stretch. A.J. Brown, they obviously got great value out of him. But their last few first-round picks, uh, basically from 16 on, are either not on the team or they're not core pieces. I, I think Corey Davis obviously hasn't been as good as they thought he would be. Rashawn Evans is is fine. He's a, a linebacker for them. And I, I think that uh, Harold Landry's been solid, but I don't know if you, you lump him in as like these core people you build around moving forward. So I, I just need to see more. Do I think the Titans have a chance to re win the division again this year? Yeah. I just don't know about the long-term pieces in place until I, I see better at quarterback. The L.A. Chargers, he's got yay or nay to a potential dynasty. I mean, I like him better than the Titans long-term, but it, it all depends on how good Justin Herbert is. I think that's the, the key. I think the, the Chargers have been one of those teams that consistently year after year have had such talented players, but have underachieved. And I think that they have talented players in spots. Joey Bosa on defense, they've got the great wide receivers, great skill players at running back. Uh, and and Philip Rivers was solid for a while, but just couldn't get them over the hump. So this all falls on the shoulders of Justin Herbert. If he's good as advertised or even better, then sure, I think they've got a lot of pieces in place on both sides of the ball to be really good. Uh, it just all depends on the quarterback. Yeah, I just wonder how they go about paying some of those stars on defense whose contracts right. are going to be coming up here sooner rather than later. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills, yay or nay? 
you know, I'll go, I'll go yay on this one. And it, it really, again, I'm going to be a broken record here. It all depends on Josh Allen. It all depends on the quarterback. Can he take the next step and elevate them? But I think the, the, the thing I like about the Bills is they've got a good culture in place. They've got a good coach. Uh, they've got good, talented players on both sides of the ball. They know how to win games in a lot of different ways. Uh, and now you see what they're doing with Stefan Diggs. Now they're throwing the talent into the culture, basically and elevating a team that maybe is overachieving and now trying to get them to a level where they can be elite uh, every year. So I, I like what the Bills are doing, so I'll, I'll go yay on their potential. I, I would go yay for exactly what you just said in terms of building things. Uh, yeah. McDermott's done a nice job. They have some really nice little pieces. I'm a little concerned how Stephon Diggs fits into that locker room because that locker room's a lot of – not a lot of me guys. And let's be honest, he's a me guy. It's a, he's a wide receiver. I mean, that, that happens. So I, I'm interested to see how he fits in, but I think that's a talented team that could make a nice little run over the next few years. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I still don't buy Carson Wentz as the long-term answer here, and I don't know if the Eagles do either. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on the fence with them just because I think they're a, a mishmash of – they've got some young talent, and they, I think the Eagles, when they were playing at that level with Wentz, during their Super Bowl season, they were awesome. I mean, they were so good. Uh, and he was playing at such a high level. I just wonder if the way he plays the game leads to being at risk for more injuries because he has he has an injury history now going back to college. Uh, so I, I'm a little more on the fence with them, but they are another team where I implicitly, I implicitly trust the GM. I implicitly trust the coach. So I'm more yay than nay. But I, I do worry about Wentz, and I do worry a little bit about that defense, which has kind of been pieced together year after year with different kind of big-name free agents. And, and, and now they added Darius Slay, another big name there. But I'm not seeing the kind of the, the, the program maybe defensively that, that is, has been there the last couple of years. I do like their front office, and I really like their coach. So I, I, I can understand – you might sway me on that one over to the yay side because I wasn't nay. I just I, – I, Wentz has to stay on the field, and, and I don't know if he has the ability to do that or not do that. And there's no Nick Foles in the wings. There is Jalen Hurts, though. So, the, the Dallas Cowboys, yay or nay? I mean, if we're talking like this season, I'm all about the Cowboys. I just, I just don't know about long term. I, I think that's the, that's, the, that's the key of a dynasty because I just think they've got – they got, they got a, they're going to have a lot of money tied to a very few amount of people. And I think that's the, that can be a problem, especially when uh, it seems to be lopsided toward the offensive side of the ball. So I, I, I worry about their long-term future. I think that they're a Super Bowl contender this year, uh, but I just can't put them in the dynasty discussion just because I feel like they might have missed the window where Dak was cheap, and now they're going to be paying them a lot of money, and that's where I worry about the dynasty. I would say no. I think they are built to win now. Yes. And, and that is it. And then we'll cross the next bridge. Jerry will cross the next bridge when he gets to it. I'm not sure how long a run McCarthy can have. We have no idea what's going to happen with Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton's in the wings there. I don't, I don't know. I just, I would say no right now when it comes to the Cowboys, the Baltimore Ravens and I feel like it's going to pain both of us to say what we're about to say yeah I mean I think they've got I mean they're they're like what we hope the Browns can be 
soon. And I think they've already reached that point. Now their next hump is getting over the hump in the playoffs. I think they've got the pieces in place. They clearly, they got their quarterback with Lamar Jackson. They're building something offensively. I think this year is going to be huge with how the league spends an offseason making adjustments to what they did and trying to, because they're going to have to, the Ravens are going to have to continue to adapt. And I, I think that's the, the key thing. But they clearly, what the Ravens have had for years, and this, is, this predates Lamar, is a culture on defense where they can continuously bring in new people, uh, let the expensive guys go, and continue to be good. Even when they're not like a top five defense, they're never below like a top 10. Defense. And I think that's the, now that they've got the offense figured out, that, that's what makes them good long-term. And it really goes back to the defense just culturally being as good as it's been for so long. Yeah. Personnel, they draft well. I mean, Ozzy is just an advisor now, but, you know, they haven't missed a beat with the new GM. Harbaugh has his system running on all cylinders. I still question what Lamar Jackson can do. Lamar Jackson still has to prove that he can win a playoff game, but the rest of the team is built to win and built to win long-term. The key thing for the Ravens, and they had such an amazing season last year that they rarely had adversity in games and the, the games where they trailed they lost and it, it, that, I think that's the, that's the key thing when they jumped on these teams early they're a team where they when they have a lead you're in trouble I, mean, I think that's the the way they run their offense but when the Browns were able to put them in a deficit they didn't look like the same team uh, when they were facing the Chiefs early in the season they didn't look as quite as efficient uh, and then even in that Steelers game they had to slog through it and then obviously the playoff game they were behind and they just something about that offense doesn't operate the way it's supposed to when they're trying to come come from behind and I, I think that's that's going to be the key thing because there's no way they have a season like they had last year that was the dream season uh, it's all it's all coming back from that but I, I think clearly I, I think they're they're in okay hands the San Francisco 49ers two teams left and they're the two teams that played in the Super Bowl the 49ers yeah I I, I like their prospects because I, I do think I think Jimmy G took way too much heat last year I think he's better than what like people are talking really? about. I, I just think he's like, I, I don't think he's the thing holding them back. I just, I don't. I, and I think that they've got, and I, I think that they succeeded last year with clear deficiencies on areas of the team that they've tried to make better uh, in this off season. So yeah, I, I think they're, they're, they're in good hands there. And I think they've set things up nicely and they, they, they've, you know, they've set up things nicely when they've whiffed on some big picks and they've still been this good. I mean, you whiff on Solomon Thomas. You whiff on Reuben Foster. I mean, those are big picks that have not panned out. I mean, Reuben Foster definitely did not pan out. Solomon Thomas has just been okay. But those were huge picks that just did not pan out for the 49ers, and they're still in, in pretty good shape. And with Kyle Shanahan, I, I think you're never out of it <laughs> if you're the 49ers. Uh, and I think we can both agree, yay, on this one, the Kansas City Chiefs really could start something, and they just keep adding pieces and weapons and moving forward here. Yeah, that, that line about they returned 20 of 22 starters from last year, that's scary. Uh, and I think the key thing for them is I think now, over the next few years, they're going to have to invest heavily on their defensive side of the ball because I think that – Mahomes has shown he can make it work with whoever's out there, basically. And I think that they can plug whoever at running back. They can, uh, they've got it. They've got to pay Kelsey and they've got, you probably pay Tyree kill. I don't know if, I think they've done that, but 
I think those are the two guys you need on offense. Fill it in with a bunch of other guys and then invest on defense. Because if you, if you shore up that defense and make it even better than it's been, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be tough as long as Mahomes is playing for them. Yeah, that defense got hot at just the right time last year. I think it was week 10, week 11, they started to turn it around. They'd given up a lot in the first 10 weeks, but they turned things around, were playing their best football when it mattered, and were able to, of course, win the Super Bowl. So that is yay or nay in terms of dynasties. Uh, are you buying or selling Big Ben, his haircut, his makeover, and now he's ready to go? I mean, I don't know. I, I think, like – Clearly, he is an upgrade over whatever the Steelers used at quarterback last year. I mean, yes. I mean that, but I do think we never got a true glimpse of the combination of Roethlisberger at this age in an offense without Antonio Brown. I think that's the that to me is something that is the unknown that the Steelers have to grapple with going into the season because it wasn't looking great before he got hurt, and how much of that was due to the injury how much of that was the opponents. They got smoked by the Patriots to start the year last year and then played the Seahawks were also pretty good before he went down with the injury. I, that's the one unknown that I don't know if it gets talked about enough with the Steelers because they've – Antonio Brown was a, a heck of a security blanket for that offense. He opened up everything for everyone. And I, I think that I, I want to see that offense now with what is probably going to be running back by committee and a, a bunch of young receivers – and I, I just, um, I will, that, that is the biggest test for Roethlisberger coming back on top of the, the injury. So a lot of, lot of variables in the air, air there with the Steelers. Yeah, I think a lot of questions on the offensive line, losing a couple tight ends. Um, you drafted a running back out of Maryland in the fourth round, a kid that uh, I, I think shows a little bit of promise. But uh, is Connor able to stay healthy? Who knows what's going to happen with him? The way they've loaded up for running backs tells me it's running back by committee. I mean, they've yeah. got Connor Samuels and then Benny Snell and and uh, this new guy from from Maryland. I mean, that yeah. that's a lot of investment at the position. Yeah, that's a lot, and I'm not sure. You know, you probably need maybe another wide receiver or two as well, or another weapon for Ben to throw the football to. But we'll see what happens with that. Hope everybody has a fantastic uh, Memorial Day weekend or as good a weekend as you can have in this environment and in this climate. We are going to be off on Tuesday. We will be back with you next Thursday, and then we'll get back into the two, two a day or two a week, I should say, from the best podcast available. You can log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. You can also check us out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Browns. Gribs, I hope you enjoy a few well-deserved days off, and uh, we will see you back here next week, my friends. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel for all of his help. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available. Podcast available.